Well, good morning and welcome to each one of you. And we are glad and delighted that you have joined us, either in the house of the Lord or online. Welcome to you. Well, last week I talked about death and how we need to all prepare ourselves for it. We need to be prepared for whenever that day may come that the Lord would call us home. And last week we said, or I said, when we are fully trusting in Jesus Christ, we do not have to fear death. When we are fully trusting in God, there is no need to fear death. Then I also said Jesus has prepared a place in heaven for each one of us, and it is our decision if we want to go there. If we make that decision to trust in him, we have the opportunity to do that. He has given us all free will and free choice to choose him. And we also said that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life in heaven. And so we talked about, are you prepared? Are you prepared? And today we're going to continue on in this theme as we further prepare ourselves. And if you have your Bibles, would you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15? And we're going to start from verse 35. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And if you are able to, would you stand as we read God's word? 1 Corinthians 15, starting from verse 35, says this. But someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. Then God gives it the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh. One kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and stars each have another kind. And even the stars differ from each other in their glory. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. The scripture tells us the first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body. Then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we, now, just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. 
But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immoral, immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? O oh death, where is your sting? For the sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and, through, and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Let us pray. Father, indeed, we thank you for this day and for this time that we can gather together to hear from you. And Lord, indeed, we pray that you would speak to your people this morning, that you would speak and move and have your way. Lord, we pray that you would indeed help to prepare us and help us to know what your word teaches that is ahead. And so may your Holy Spirit speak, move, and help us to be obedient to respond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. If you look around, you see many different people, different colors of skin and hair types and textures, different body types and shapes and sizes. And isn't it such a beautiful thing that God has created us all in his image and likeness, yet we are all different and unique. It's a beautiful thing when we see God's creativity that no two people are exactly alike. Even twins who are born identical, they are not exactly alike. There are similar things, but they are two different people, and they are different in certain areas. The scripture tells us that God has made us all special and unique. And we need to take care of the bodies that God has given us. He tells us that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We are a temple and we need to take care of this temple where God dwells. But I'm sure some of you have wondered and have thought about the question is, what's going to happen to my body when I die? Have you ever thought about that? What's going to happen to your body when you die? Well, the immediate obvious answer is, is that it would either go in the ground or if you're cremated, it would turn to dust. But the scripture talks about in detail here our physical bodies and what will happen to it. It tells us that while we are on this earth, we all have physical bodies. So as human beings, we have our physical bodies. And the, the animals, the birds, the fish, they have different bodies as well that God has assigned and given them. But it tells us that when we die, God will give us new spiritual bodies. Amen? 
We will be given new spiritual bodies. And it's important for us to remember, do not fear what will happen to your physical body when you die, because God will give us new spiritual bodies. Don't be worried and overly concerned and stressed out about what will happen, what will happen to your body when you die, because God says that we will all be changed, that we will be transformed, and that he will give us a new spiritual body. Understand this, because of our carnal, sinful nature, our fleshly bodies that we are in right now cannot inherit the kingdom of God. We cannot go to heaven in our physical bodies because it is a sinful body. And that's why the scripture says that we cannot see God and live because our, our bodies and our sinfulness cannot handle such glory and such holiness. And so in order for us to be able to go to heaven, God needs to transform what is corrupted, the corrupted sinful nature and, and physical bodies. In verse 53, it says, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. So that means that we will one day receive new bodies. Isn't that a good thing? Some of you are thinking, praise God, right? That you may not necessarily want what you have, but this is what you have right now, right? So you may ask yourself, what are these new bodies going to look like? Have you ever thought about what your spiritual body is going to look like? No? Never thought about that? All right, well... I don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But what we do know is that it will be changed. It will be different. You see, right now in our physical sense, we are limited in certain ways. We have limitations. We have physical needs that need to be met. We need to eat. We need to sleep. There are certain things that we need to do. But in our spiritual body, in our glorified state that God will bring about one day, we will be changed. We will no longer be confined and limited to the things that we are right now. We will be in a spiritual state, having a spiritual body that is transformed. How many of you know what this is? Have, have you seen this before? This is called a kinder surprise. Put your hand up if you know what a kinder surprise is. Put your hand up if you've never seen it, never heard of it, and you don't know what Kinder Surprise is. Okay, so there's a few. There's a few people. All right. Well, for those of you who do know what it is, you know that it is a chocolate egg, right? It's a chocolate egg. It's, it's a hollow chocolate egg. And, and what's inside of this? It's a surprise, right? But basically what it is, it's a toy. All right, so think of this kinder surprise as our physical bodies. And see, I'm wearing gloves, right? Because we're going to use this again later. So if I open this kinder surprise, you see that it's a chocolate egg. All right, you see that? And this is actually a larger kinder surprise because normally they come real small. So I'd search very hard for this one. So... This is a hollow chocolate egg, and inside this chocolate egg is this. 
It's, it's a container that contains a surprise, but what it is, it's a toy, right? So if we think of this kinder surprise as our physical bodies, okay, stick with me now, our physical bodies are basically like a hollow shell that contains our spirit that is inside of us. And so if we think about it that way, there are times where our physical body that is weak and, and that is fragile can become broken, right? Our physical bodies can sometimes become broken. It can sometimes lose pieces of it and get crushed and, and hurt and damaged in different ways and may not always function the way that it was built or intended to. So that's why sometimes we experience sickness. Sometimes we lose body parts. Sometimes we have ailments. Sometimes our hands don't work or our knees don't work as well as they should or we have aches and we have pains because it is a limited, weak vessel because it's a shell. How many of you like the Kinder Surprise? How many of you think that it tastes gross? Anyone? Well, earlier, Erica was telling me that when her children were, were much smaller, that they would give her the chocolate, and guess what they wanted? They wanted the surprise, right? This is what they really wanted. They didn't care so much for the actual chocolate shell, so they would just give it to her. They wanted the surprise that was contained inside. So even though our bodies, like the eggshell, may break down, may be gone over time, and once we eat it, it's gone because it's temporary, the thing that remains and the most important part of the Kinder Surprise is what? Is what's inside, right? Because it's the surprise that's inside, the toy that is contained within the egg that will last. So long after the shell is gone and has decayed and has been eaten and has been thrown out, this is what remains and this is what will continue to remain. You see, my friends, our bodies are like this kinder surprise. Even though it may not last forever, it may break down, it may not work properly, we may experience ailments, and, and it may not function the way that it should. God wants us to take care of it as much as possible, but he tells us not to forget the most important part of what we are made of, our spirit that will last forever. And so even though we spend time and we spend energy and we spend money looking good on the outside, decorating the shell and making the shell look presentable and look pretty and, and, and do what we want it to do, we cannot neglect caring for our spiritual selves. The part of us that is the most important part that will last forever because God says one day these shells will no longer be. One day these shells will decay, will, will fade away, will, will no longer be around, but it is your spiritual self, it is your spirit that will come back to him, that will go back to him and last forever. You see, some of you, you may not necessarily want to admit it, but some of you are so worried about your physical body. You're so worried about what's going to happen and so scared about what is to come. Do not be afraid. 
Because God will transform us and give us new spiritual bodies. What does that mean? It means don't be afraid to donate your organs and your tissue to someone who may need it when you die. Some of you are so scared to do this. Nobody's taking my eyes. Nobody's taking this. I said, you know what? I said to my husband, I said, when I die, if I die before you, you give whatever you can give away because I'm not going to need it. And if somebody can benefit from it, if someone, if it can save someone's life, why not? Right? Why not? Don't be overly concerned about worms and water getting into your grave. Listen, I know some of you. Overly, oh, oh, no, I, you know, I don't want water getting into my grave and, and whatnot. You're going to be gone. You're going to be gone. You're not going to be there to know that it's going to happen. Don't be so stressed out about should I be buried or should I be cremated or, you know, what's going to, you know what? It's a matter of preference. It is a matter of preference what happens. God says that one day he will resurrect us and transform us. So whether we are in the ground or whether we are dust, he will bring us back together because he's God and he is able to do it. He's able to make us new and rebuild us in ways that we never thought possible. If God could take dust and make Adam out of it, I'm sure he could take care of us and resurrect us. Don't be overly concerned about these things. Don't worry if you've lost a body part or if your body isn't functioning the way that it once did or, or should because God will make us new and give to us spiritual bodies. He will make us new. It doesn't matter what's going to happen because we are just the shell. Understand that, that we are just a shell because once our spirit departs and leaves our body, we are no longer there. We are no longer there. We need to take care of our physical bodies, of course, while we are here on this earth, but don't be so afraid of what will happen after God will change us, and he will transform us. Verse 58 says, So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. He says, Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. You know, it's important for us to remember that this means don't hesitate to do good work for the Lord. Don't hesitate in serving the Lord and volunteering your time and helping others because sometimes it can get tiring. Sometimes the truth is it can get overwhelming and we may even ask ourselves, is it even worth it? You know, I, I do this, I wake up early to do that, or I have to go to bed late because of this, or I have to prepare for this class, or, or that. and you may wonder, you know, is it making a difference? Does it even matter that I'm spending all this time, I don't get to watch my favorite TV show, or I don't get to hang out with my friends, or I don't get to do this, or I don't get to do that? God says, don't give up. Don't give up. Continue to work, because nothing you do for the Lord is ever in vain or is ever useless. You see, God sees everything we do and he will bless and he will reward us when we work for him and when we do it with a cheerful heart, when we do it with the right spirit, with the right motives and with the right intention. 
You see, God wants us to continue to do good work and understand that it's not because of our works that we are saved. So we need to make that clear, right? For it is by grace that we are saved through faith, not by works, so that any of us can boast because none of us will ever be able to work our way into heaven. So God gives us that free gift of salvation that he has provided through his son, Jesus Christ. And so that is a free gift. That is a decision that we need to make to accept. But once we are saved, what he's saying is don't hesitate to do good works because God saves us. We should be compelled and we should want to go out and help others share God's word, tell others about Jesus, help as many people as you can, as long as you can. The scripture says, because night is coming when we cannot work any longer. So do all that you can now. You see, when you do your best for the Lord, he will reward you. When you do your very best for the Lord, he will reward you. Human praise can only go so far. So if we do our best or if we're doing things so that other people can see them, so other people can pat us on the back and say, wow, you know, you, you really worked hard or you did great or, you know, you're, you're doing so much. Human praise will only last so long and only go so far. But when we remember who it is that we are working for, who it is our true boss and CEO is, then we will remember that everything that we do is for the Lord. And God blesses his children and he rewards us. You see, we shouldn't do things only to get something in return, but it is important to remember that God does bless us and he does reward us and he rewards us more than humans could ever do. He rewards us in different ways and sometimes he rewards us immediately in this life. So the things that we are blessed with in this life come from him. And sometimes God also chooses or he chooses to reward us one day when we get to heaven. That's why the scripture tells us to build up your treasure in heaven. To build up your treasure not on earth where it will be destroyed, it will be, you know, eaten up, it won't last, it'll be temporary. He says build up your treasure in heaven. You see, one day when we are face to face with God, each of us will stand before God and be judged. Did you know that? The scripture tells us that people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment. So have you ever asked yourself, what is the purpose of judgment? What is the purpose of judgment? Well, for the Christian, you need to understand that the purpose of judgment or judgment in general, the purpose of judgment is not to determine if you're going to go to heaven and hell, okay? It's not to determine that because you know why? That decision had to already be made while you were on earth. So that is not the purpose of judgment because whether or not you made that decision to trust in Jesus had to happen in this life and that's why it's so important that we make that decision now and not leave it till one day. So whether we've made that decision or not, that's not the purpose of judgment. The purpose of judgment when we stand before God as a Christian is for God to look at all that we have done, both good and bad. And when he looks at those things, he hands out our rewards based on those things. 
And so he tells us, don't give up. Don't grow tired and weary of doing good for me because what you are doing is you're working for me and you're building your treasure in heaven. The things that will last, the things that will be forever, the things that he will reward you. God will bless you and he will reward you more than we could ever be rewarded in this life. God tells us to continue to work, not only to achieve great things in this life, but to also remember the life for eternity that is to come the things that we need to remember because we can't bring stuff with us to heaven, right? We can't bring things with us to heaven. People often say you never see a funeral hearse with a U-Haul because you can't bring things with you to heaven. One day a husband who was close to death said to his wife, I want you to put all my money in the casket when I die. He says, I want every last penny in my savings account to go in my casket. So the wife says, okay. So at the funeral, one of the friends comes and he says, I hope you followed the wishes of my friend. She says, oh, yes. I would never disobey his wishes. I wrote him a check. <laughs> you see, we cannot take with us things to heaven. The only thing that we can take with us are souls that have been saved. So that is why it is important that we work as much as we can for the Lord now while we have the opportunity, while we have breath in our lungs, while we have the chance to win souls for Christ. It is so important that we do not grow tired of working for the Lord. Remember that God is able to bless you and to reward you when we do our very best for him. Last week, I asked those of you who do not yet know the Lord to make a decision to trust in him. I asked you to make a decision and to think about your life and ask yourself, am I prepared for eternity? Am I ready to meet the Lord at any time? And, and for those of you, I, I hope that you have made that decision, that you have taken seriously what has been said, because the honest truth is when we look around, there's so much uncertainty in this world. There's so many things that are constantly happening. Some of you may have heard about the plane crash in, in China this past week. Whenever we wake up from our beds, it's important that we give God thanks for giving us another day. But it is important that we remember that whether we're traveling or walking on the street or driving in our car or taking the train or wherever we are, tomorrow is not guaranteed. And that is why it is so important that we prepare ourselves and make sure that we are in right standing with God. To make sure that we have made peace with God and that we are trusting in him. And so I hope that you have taken that seriously today. I want to ask Susan and Criselda to come up because they're going to help me with something. But I showed you this kinder surprise, right? And some of you have said that you have had it before. And some of you have never had this before. So, Criselda's had Kinder Surprise before, but I think it's been a, a while, right, Criselda? Okay, you're going to need to grab the microphone. And so, Criselda's had this a long time ago, but it's been a while that she's had it. 
and this is Susan, and Susan has never had Kinder Surprise, okay? She's never had or tasted Kinder Surprise. Okay, so Criselda, why don't you come over here? Susan, you can stay there for a minute. Come over here, Criselda. And, and I have my gloves on, okay, Criselda? So it's clean. All right, so Criselda, you're going to take, do you want the, that much? You can take that. Is it too much? Well, it's chocolate. It's so too much, right? Oh, it's, it's okay? Okay. Okay, Criselda, you're going you're gonna to take this piece of Kinder Surprise because we don't want to waste it, oh, okay. all right? And, and I'm going to ask you to, um, oh, here, let me, take your mask off. Take your mask off. And Criselda is going to try this Kinder Surprise, okay? So you're going to eat, a, you know, a piece okay. like you would normally, you know, eat something. Mm -hmm. and, and so I want you to eat it. And as you're eating it, okay, I want you to think about what it tastes like, okay? So, so take, your, take, take a bite of it. Okay. All right. So you take that piece and, and you think about what it tastes like, okay? So based off of what she's tasting right now, I want you to briefly describe to Susan. Susan, step forward. Yeah? I want you to describe to Susan and describe to others what you're tasting. What does it taste like? It's very delicious. Okay, so she's saying it's delicious. Smooth, it's creamy. Okay, so can you hear her? Okay, so smooth, creamy. Okay, she's just got to take another. That's okay. That's all right. It's your piece. <laughs> I don't want it back. <laughs> mm. um, it tastes like, um, it tastes like chocolate. Can I say okay. that? Okay, it tastes okay. like chocolate. Like, um, like uh, hazelnuts. Okay. Um, and it's, it, it just melts in your mouth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. Now, for those of you who have tasted Kinder Surprise, would you say that that's an accurate description of what it tastes like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe, kind of, yeah? Okay, now, Susan, since you've never had Kinder Surprise before, do you now know what it tastes like? Because Criselda's just described it to you. Well, she's given me an idea of what it should taste like. So okay, so she's, she's, she's saying that you can take your mask off right now. So she's saying, it, she's given her an idea of what it tastes like. So, so now you're saying that you kind of know what it tastes like. You kind of know. Okay, so come over here. I'm going to, yeah, you can just step back there. I'm going to give you a little piece, okay? And this is the piece I'm going to give her. Okay, so open up your hand, okay? And, and just show everyone what the piece looks like that I gave you. Okay, so she's going to try it for herself now. Okay, go ahead. You go try that. Now, are you getting the full description of what Criselda has described? No. No, you're not getting the full description. Why not? not I gave you a piece. Taste. How much do you want, girl? <laughs> I mean, that's stuck in my tooth. <laughs> so it's not enough for you to get a full taste. Okay, thank you, ladies. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So you see, Criselda has tried the Kinder Surprise chocolate. She's tried it for herself, she knows what it tastes like, and she's describing that taste. Now, Susan, because she's never tasted Kinder Surprise before, she, all she has to base what this tastes like is based on what? Is based on what Criselda has told her, right? And I gave her a sample, but it just wasn't enough for her. Like, she, she did get to taste it, but not enough 
to really know for herself what it tastes like. Are, are you following me so far? You see, just like how these ladies have tasted what the Kinder Surprise has tasted like, even though Susan can truthfully say if someone asks her if she knows, if she can describe what Kinder Surprise tastes like, she can truthfully say, yeah, I can describe it because somebody's told her what it tastes like. So she can describe what somebody else has said to her, but if she has truly tasted it for herself, she might have a different opinion of what it tastes like. Follow me, right? You see, my challenge today is for you who are Christian. Some of you have tasted God the way that Criselda has tasted that kinder surprise. Some of you have never tasted God in that way and all you're going on is what you know about God based on what somebody else has told you about him. And today some of you have sampled God in that really small way but never enough of him to truly know what he's like for yourself. You see, God doesn't want us to just hear about what he's like from somebody telling us, but he wants us to experience it for ourselves. He wants us to experience him in a way that we can truly say, we know because we've tasted him. We know because we've had him. We know because we've seen what he's capable of in our lives. We know because we have experienced him time and time again. You see, it's not enough to just know about God, but we need to know him. It's not enough to just sample him week by week and take a little teeny bite or a teeny taste, but he wants us to have the whole thing. He wants us to hunger and to thirst after him. He wants us to experience him for himself because there's more than enough of him to go around. My friends, today, maybe it's the day where you for yourself taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that he is good for yourself, not based on the opinions of others or because of what somebody has told you about him or described him as, but for you yourself to try him and to see for yourself what he's like. Today, some of you, as we close, may need to come and say, God, I'm hungry for you. God, I've only ever had a sample of you or I've only ever heard of what you're like, but I want to taste you in your fullness and in your wholeness for myself. Maybe some of you today need to say, Lord, come and help me. Help me to not fear dying, not fear death, not fear what's going to happen to me after I die because God says that when we are absent from the body, present with the Lord. When we are trusting in him, there is no need to fear because not only are we back with him, our spirit, but one day he will resurrect us and give to us spiritual bodies. Or maybe simply you need to say, God, help me. Help me to not grow tired and weary of doing your work. Help me, Lord, to continue to strive knowing that I'm working for you. And so as the worship team comes, I want to ask you to think about where are you in your spiritual life right now? Where are you? Have you tasted God and do you truly know for yourself what he's tasted like? Or are you just basing what he's like on the opinions of others? 
Today can be that day where you change that, where you change that. And it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. What matters is where you are with God right now, where your relationship with him, are you prepared? Would you stand? And as we sing this closing hymn, Blessed Assurance, can you truly say, this is my story? This is my song. Can you truly say that this is what I have experienced for myself? Because today can be that day where you choose him and you hunger and thirst after him. And so as we sing, you feel free. If you feel comfortable coming and kneeling and, or standing, we need to spread out. But let's come and pray and ask God to help us. So as we sing, you come. <laughs>